The Art of Data Science, where we help demystify the often confusing world of data, analytics, and the related areas of innovation. Helping you in your journey to become more data and insights driven are your hosts, Bob Parr, Advisory's Chief Data Officer, and Dr. Srikar Krishna, one of KPMG's leading data scientists. Hello, Srikar. Hello, Bob. Good to see you. Srikar, in our last episode, we explored the role of data at the center of AI. And in this episode from our foundation series, we're going to continue to dive deeper into data, exploring the types of data so that we all have a common language around this. In our work and you know, everyday lives, we refer to data like it's one type of homogeneous thing. But you know, actually, there's a lot of different types of data we now work with on a regular basis. And Shrikar, my question is, is the distinction between the types of data really that important to our data literacy journey? Um, I absolutely think it is, Bob. And I think it's foundational for us to have this substantive conversation around data. The type of data not only you know, dictates what we do with it, but it's also the skills that we hire, the type of tools we use, the type of business questions we can answer with it. And really having all of these come together in a single organization is really what makes them successful as a data-driven organization. Let's spend the next few minutes exploring the different types of data and how we all need to adopt a common vocabulary around that. Okay, well, let's start with the obvious question. What are those types of data? And let's highlight some examples along the way, Shrikar. Yeah, great, Bob. So I would say there are three types of data, structured data, unstructured data, and what we call the semi-structured data. So let me go through each one of them uh, individually. So structured data, I think this is one of the ones that we are all familiar with. And as KPMG, we do a lot of work in this space when we do audited tax services. These are your uh, everyday common row column formats that we find in Excel files. Uh, but it is beyond that. I mean, it is uh, that when we say structured data, it is something that is being well-defined. Uh, something that doesn't change very often with time, or even if there is a change, there is a structure around the change. Um, and also, like the, there is an expectation that the data in those columns and in these fields are going to be consistent and well-defined. Um, I mean, the examples of which could be that, you know, I'm measuring uh, temperature in a particular spot, and I can be pulling data about the, ther the temperature sensor and the location where it is sitting, typically that file that we would be generating would be a structured file. I'm not changing a lot of things in it. And what it allows me to do is to consistently look at that file and uh, take data out of it. Um, another example could be payments that we are doing. It could be tax data that is coming, but it is very structured. Um, and it is rather easy to set it up in our current existing PC, uh, you know, personal computers. Uh, and data quality is pretty easy today to define on top of these structured data also. A lot of people think of structured data as less important today uh, than it once was, given all the data types that are available, the unstructured data and semi-structured data types that you talked about. But it strikes me as it's, it's not less important. It's just now we see a bigger piece of the pie. Uh, so its importance really is in context of, all the other data types. And that is right, and, and I think that is when we call it as big data because we are looking at large volumes of it. But it's, it could still be structured data, and it has not lost its importance in any, any which way because that's where a lot of business knowledge is captured. 
Okay. Well, you know, we've looked at structured data, we've looked at unstructured data. Let's go to the other end of the spectrum to explore an unstructured data type. That's a very good way of putting it, Bob. Like, unstructured data is on, is on the other end of the spectrum. Whatever is not structured data has become unstructured data. So an example of it would be a video that you watch uh, of a crazy cat on YouTube. Is an unstructured data because it is a video which if you were to ask a certain question, it is not very easy to answer unless you watch it and it is interpreted by a human. And each person's interpretation might be different, so it, it makes it a little hard to put the same kind of controls that we would do on top, on top of a structured data. And you know, in our KPMG environment, we see unstructured data all the time. Uh, we see documents that are scanned as JPEG images. Uh, we see voice files that come through of important conversations. We see images, we see videos. And all of these things require different types of tools to work with the data. And not just different types of tools, we need different processes to actually query the data, to pull the information that we are looking for it in, in there. Uh, you guys might have heard of natural language processing, which is one way to actually mine a document and pull information from the document without having a human to actually sit and read it. So unstructured data makes the process of understanding the data a bit more complicated. But at the end of the day, when we look at businesses making decisions on unstructured data, they try to convert unstructured data into some structured format mm -hmm. where they use all these tools and skills to derive the structured data and then make decisions on top of it. Okay. So we've really covered both ends of the spectrum now. So semi-structured's in the middle. Let's explore that. Yeah, no, absolutely. As you, as you rightfully called it as semi-structured, uh, this is a combination of structured and unstructured data coming simultaneously together in order to make a decision. Uh, it could be as simple as, you know, you have a document which links to a voice file or it links to an image or an image is embedded within a PDF and there is a table that relates to the image which is a structured table but the image itself is unstructured. For a human eye, when we are looking through the document, it doesn't make a lot of difference because our brains interpret it in a certain way where we naturally correlate the image to the table, but that's not how machines work. That's not how algorithms work. We have to differentiate them out saying there is a piece of data that is structured and a piece of data that is unstructured within the document. So when we say semi-structured, I always comes to mind is all the the office automation tools, so an Excel file, a PowerPoint file, a Word document, those fundamentally can embed pictures, they can have text, they can have tables. So it's, it, really, it really is you know, that, that sort of tweener zone between the structured and unstructured. That is, that is right, and, uh, and actually a great example would be a loan document, a loan document that carries an image of a property and then all the details about the property and why a loan was made on, the, on that particular property. What really matters to a, I mean, when a human reads the document, they seamlessly look at the picture and they correlate the data that is in the document. But when we deal with such data sets, we have to make sure we differentiate the unstructured part of the data from the structured part. Okay. When, you know, when people work in this space, they, they often talk about knowledge management versus data management. Um, 
But really, this knowledge management, these these office automation tools and the files associated with them, they're really just another form of data, right? That is right, and actually it is a form of semi-structured data where we are mapping the relationship between different data elements in a structured manner. And that's what the knowledge management is about, is how do I tie an image to a table or to a document, to an Excel file, and that is basically knowledge management at the bottom of the hmm. Part of it. So if if someone took a whole stack of PowerPoint files and, and put them in a folder for you, how would you query all of that? I mean, it seems like it would involve different tools. Uh, you are right. We, it would involve different tools. It would involve a lot of different skills where we would use, um, you know, as I mentioned before, natural language processing and other technologies to extract information from that unstructured data or even semi-structured data and build a querying on top of that. So that way it converts itself into a structured sense. Okay, so with all the huge investment in data and all the new technology, you're telling me there's really only still those three types of data? Yep. Okay, well, let me test the master, because I'm not sure I believe you, <laughs> but let's give you a lightning round quiz here. So I'm gonna throw out different data types and you tell me if it's structured, unstructured, semi-structured, or if I've stumped you and we found a fourth. Let's go for it. Okay, map data. Structured. Okay, well, sensor data. Definitely structured. Facebook data. Ah, that's interesting, because you have a combination of structured, unstructured, and semi-structured data, because people can upload videos, they can post images, but they all do group still under comments and under posts, so there is structure to it with unstructured data. Okay, well, that was a tough one. I thought I had you. But let's try comments fields. Definitely semi-structured. Okay. Metadata? Structured. Crazy cat videos? As I said before, it is unstructured. Okay, what about drone data? You hear a lot about that. Yeah, you know, it is an uh, interesting combination of structured and unstructured. If you imagine a drone flying through a city, you still get the latitude and longitude, which is a structured information. But the videos that the drone is recording is unstructured. And somebody looking at the video could say, I, I want to get some information differently than others. Okay. What about the picture of my Aunt Betty? Unstructured. This podcast? Definitely unstructured. The picture of the check I scanned into my banking app? That is a good example of where an unstructured image could be used to extract very structured information from that image. Yep. Okay. What about big data? You hear a lot about that in the news. And uh, it's, it's interesting. Big data just refers to the volume and the velocity at which the data is coming in. So it could be structured, unstructured, or semi-structured data. As long as it's a high volume, high velocity, you could consider that as big data. Okay. Well, Shrikar, I've got one that will stump you. Uh, we've heard a lot about this recently called graph data. Is it a new type of data? Ah, you know, this is something that I get asked by my clients all the time. It is still a form of structured data that is holding relationships between a lot of structured and unstructured elements. So I would put that into, a, into the same three types, and there's nothing different about graph data. All right, Srikar, a perfect score. And I thought I had you with that last graph example. 
So I guess you're right. After all the noise I threw at you, there really are only three data types. Okay, and we've covered a lot of ground. That's been a great conversation. Thanks, Ricard, for that pop quiz at the end that I threw at you. In our next episode, we're going to delve into the fundamentals of data quality. So that should uh, continue our discussion of, of data. Well, that wraps another episode. You're listening to The Art of Data Science. It is our hope you'll join us again as we explore the rapidly changing world of data science and how it helps us all to become insights-driven. As always, if you have questions that you would like explored on this podcast, please email them to artofdatascience at kpmg.com. Thanks for listening.